Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA as a first-time lawyer. I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler, how much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said... Show me, in a courtroom, how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now. I'm Greg Oliar. Four years ago, I stopped writing novels to report on the crimes of Donald Trump and his associates. In 2018, I wrote a best-selling book about it, Dirty Rubles. In 2019, I launched Prevail, a bi-weekly column about Trump and Putin, spies and mobsters, and so many traitors! Trump may be gone, but the damage he wrought will take years to fully understand. Join me and a revolving crew of contributors and guests as we try to make sense of it all. This is Prevail. Hello, thanks for listening to Mueller, She Wrote. I'm talking to you because we could use your help. There's lots of costs associated with creating a podcast. There's editing, sound equipment, writing and research, hosting, shipping costs and merch, branding and web design, consulting and IT, and I'm not too proud to ask for your support. Our patrons are the single source of revenue to cover these costs, and to be totally transparent, we're still in the red. That's where you come in. By becoming a patron, you not only support our efforts, but you support women in podcasting and media. And the best part is that it's not a one-way street. In return for your pledge, you'll get access to our bonus content and ad-free episodes. You'll receive our weekly newsletter and our MSW Book Club membership. And you'll get all sorts of great rewards like t-shirts, stickers, reusable tote bags made from 100% recycled materials, and even our limited edition polonium tea from Russia with Love, created just for us by our friends at JoyceTeaspoon.com. So please help us out and head over to MullerSheWrote.com and subscribe today. You'll be glad you did. This podcast may contain laughter.
So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did not not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, and welcome to Mueller, She Wrote. I'm your anonymous host, A.G. Uh, I work high up in Trump's executive branch, so I have to keep my name out of politics so I don't violate the Hatch Act. Uh, Not to mention, I'd rather not alert the administration to what I'm doing for fear of retribution. Uh, With me, as always, is Jaleesa Johnson. Hey. And... This week, you'll be going over Broidy being under investigation in the Ukraine. Correct, yes. And we have Jordan Coburn. Hello. And she'll be covering the Nastya Rybka uh, lady and the journalist covering her. Yes. And what happened to that guy. Mm -hmm. So I'll be going over the Comey memos. So how are you guys this week? Good, yeah. Yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. 420, you know, was yesterday. It was. Yeah. I I mean, for when we're recording. I forgot. true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was was telling you guys before the recording, like, I forgot to smoke and I'm a huge stoner, but like everything has just been going so well. And like, we've been so busy that I literally just forgot to celebrate. I was just working. I was just hustling. She's high on the pod. I was high on life. Yeah. (laughs) I learned it by watching you. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, I have a few corrections from last week, you guys. Uh, First of all, I called Chuck Schumer Chuck Grassley. Oh, (laughs) shame for shame. No one called me out on it, though. They called us out on a lot of other shit, but not that. They don't care about Schumer. They they got their chucks crossed uh, <laughs> as much as I did. So sorry. Sorry, chucks. Um, also, I mistakenly said last week that our review of A Higher Loyalty would start today, but our MSW book club episodes come out Wednesdays. So oopsie, sorry. <laughs> if you're looking for that, it doesn't exist yet. And finally, um, <clears throat> last week, uh, Jaleesa posited that Hope Hicks could be Trump's bastard love child Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we got a bunch of really nice email letting us know that her father is alive and well in connecticut and their family history is really well established so sorry if we weren't clear that we were joking Mm -hmm. (laughs) but man you guys are on it um yeah i promise to uh, appreciate your candor if you promise to let us joke around once in a while (laughs) yeah the day we start calling people bastard children seriously is the day we've gone too far that's a sad day (laughs) yeah yeah i think we can agree um and besides if we don't laugh will cry right so mm-hmm. again sorry about that we weren't clear that we were just a joke <laughs> we were joking um i was surprised perhaps it was the genuine surprise uh on my part that you know yeah made people feel like uh, we were trying to report the truth there. yeah right right i'm not sure we're but not it- <laughs> alex jones we we don't use our tinfoil <laughs> caps for journalism just no for jokes yeah, just for other authentic things. parents deniers yes yes <laughs> <laughs> anyway you guys let's get into it this week with just the facts so there was a lot of news that dropped over the weekend while we were recording. So let's start there. First, The Guardian reported that an invoice was found during the raid of Cambridge Analytica in the UK. 
showing major donations to UKIP and Brexit. And that's the first, I mean, we had already talked about this. We had assumed that they had funneled money into UKIP and Brexit, just like they funnied money. Funnied money. <laughs> Funny money. Just like Canadian they money. funneled money into uh, our campaign, right? Mm-hmm. But um, this is actually the first documented evidence tying Cambridge Analytica to Brexit. So that was pretty significant. That oh, is yeah. very significant. Um, Not a surprise. Another neo-nationalist movement. Also very messed up. Also, it was reported by the Wall Street Journal that Michael Cohen used the same Delaware Limited Liability Corp, LLC, to set up payments in two secret deals relating to sexual encounters involving his clients. So Broidy paid Cohen a total of $250,000 for setting up the $1.6 million abortion deal Jeez. with the former Playboy Playmate. I'm in the wrong business. I just I will, need Yeah, to, yeah, that's an expensive startup cost. I just need, like, my new goal is to hump the RNC chair mm-hmm. and a finance chair and just see what just kind of money I can get. in the with, direction right? but of if, the top RNC donor. But if Cohen's in jail, I don't know how I'm going to pull that off. Um... Maybe I'll flip. We'll Amazing see. that their yeah. desire to get their sad dicks wet is stronger than, than them their, trying to protect everything. Their they freedom. Have. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they say the power of, you know. Pussy. I wanted to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if I could, but it's our podcast. Yeah, the power of pussy is like, strong. What? We're stopping at pussy. We say the fucked up shit on we here. We do. We say bastard <laughs> children. But yeah, no. Um. Yes, they say. We're working on it, you guys. We are. We're absolutely. Trying, we're trying to be very. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it's it's interesting, too. You see all these articles written by dudes, usually, who are trying to tell us how to make our vaginas better. And I'm sitting over here like, demand's pretty high. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we need to... If it ain't broke. Mm-hmm. Um, not as broke as Broidy is after he made <laughs> off this guy anyway. Nice. Um, so and then there was also the $130,000 payment he made to Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that came out of the same company. And I think that money didn't come from him. This is me. Con- this is my little theory here. This is my tinfoil hat. Uh, I think it came from uh, shell companies. Um, I think it was funneled maybe even from foreign donations through shell companies Ooh. into his LLC. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in one of our minisodes where we talk about the six things to know about the Michael Cohen case, mm-hmm. about a, p- a potential slush fund being set up for this that shit. sounds nice, slush fund. It does, it kind of sounds like slut fund. Yeah. Oh, I thought like sonic slushes. <laughs> thought fund. <laughs> nice. A thought. charity, like food for thought. It's called thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts, for, yeah. thoughts for tots. No, that's not Oh, that's terrible. That's totally That's wrong. a Roy more foundation we're drawing the line need to get into at that. thoughts for tots um <laughs> so anyway there's 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 even a record out there that one hundred and twenty nine thousand nine hundred dollars was deposited into trump's campaign from shell companies wow that sounds like a weird musical right <laughs> one hundred twenty nine thousand nine hundred dollars oh, yeah. also very close to one hundred thirty thousand mm-hmm. so close it's like yeah, suspicious it might so. actually be like one twenty nine nine forty eight and sixty two cents or something i didn't i rounded <laughs> It's close to $130,000 to Trump's campaign from shell companies. And that, I feel, is probably laundered Russian money. Uh, Maybe UAE could have been Imbiza. Any of those would look so bad. That's all conjecture. Anyway, Sunday night, Trump and Cohen both filed motions in the Cohen case in the Southern District of New York to demand that they get to go through the rated materials before a taint team and take out what they think is covered by attorney-client privilege. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I'm sure any reasonable judge uh, would let a criminal sort through the evidence before the cops do. (laughs) I'll have pics of these letters in the newsletter this week for patrons because they're just so funny. Anyway, later on in the week, the judge summarily denied their requests um uh, but may suggest the appointment of a special master 
<laughs> it's widely believed that the judge will appoint a special master from from the list that the prosecution provides because I don't even recognize the names on the list like each each side got to put a list up and said we want these guys to be the special masters and I don't Trump's or Cohen's side had I don't know sideshow Bob on it like just weird like <laughs> probably nobody you would want to go through this evidence before the cops got a hold of it so also over the weekend the house intelligence committee gop made a sneaky rat fuck move and they demanded that the comey memos um be released from rosenstein knowing full well that the doj uh isn't supposed to hand over documents that are part of an ongoing investigation and this then, is the oh sorry the nunez camp yeah this is uh, nunez gowdy gates the fuck boys of congress <gasps> oh my god the next boy band <laughs> perfect congressional fuck boys mm-hmm. I, th- I think this is a setup um basically they want to create a conflict where rosenstein has to deny the request right mm-hmm. giving trump a reason to fire him setting up a pretext to fire rosenstein right that makes sense well then magically later in the week the doj sent the comey memos to congress rosenstein sent them calling calling their bluff like fine here have it and uh, the GOP could not wait to release them to the public, which is hilarious, because why would the GOP want to do that? Because these memos completely corroborate everything that Comey has said. Well, it appears that they made a mistake and relied on a Fox News report that said the Comey memos were classified. <laughs> and by showing them to the public, they figured they could prove that Comey leaked classified information when he sent the memos to his friend uh, Richmond to, to give to the press. The hilarious part is that even though Fox said the memos were classified, they were not. And by releasing them, the GOP has proven that. Yes. I love when fake news backfires. That's <clears throat> so funny to me. That, yeah. Uh, and just that the fact that Trump gets his, basically his president's daily brief from Fox News is is going to be, could be his downfall. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like that Rosenstein and the GOP were so blatantly not working in a coordinated effort on that. That was nice. Beautiful. It's like, okay, good. You are separate. Yeah. Uh huh. That's nice. What a bunch of dicks. So much dick. <laughs> Too many dicks on the Senate floor. It's, yes. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. If the dicks weren't dicks, it'd be another thing, but they're dicky dicks. Yeah. And, you know, when you have. Sometimes one, dicks fuck assholes. <laughs> Sorry. Is that a reference? That's a reference to 80s. Team America, World Police. Oh my god, yes. I watched that when I was like 12. Way too fucking young to Yeah, see that's that. a little young yeah. for that vomit scene. I, but that's what I was going to say. It's scarred in my brain when it's the, just the, like, you know what? The puppet, the puppet sex probably wasn't the problem. It yeah. was the well, vomit was normal. scene. Yeah. I saw Pinocchio. <laughs> Is that a, some porn it's I'm unaware of? You're talking about the, the actual <laughs> Disney film. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, We found out uh, from the Washington Post that Trump was super pissed about the U.S. kicking out 60 Russian diplomats. You guys thought that was Trump's idea? It was not. (laughs) Uh, Trump's aides told Trump at Mar-a-Lago that we would be ousting roughly the same number of Russians as our EU allies, right? Mm -hmm. And Trump said, uh, we will match their numbers. We're not going to take the lead. We're going to match. And when the numbers were announced, Trump exploded, but sadly survived. Um, (laughs) And then reassembled himself. (laughs) Reassembled like that lady in Total Recall. Are you ready for a surprise? (laughs) Uh, France and Germany were expelling four each, uh, and we ended up kicking out 60. Trump seemed to believe that we would be kicking out four, like we would equal them. And he was pissed 
that the media was saying we had by far the toughest stance on Russia because we equaled <laughs> the entirety of Europe, not just like the average of what the Europeans were kicking out. I love that that pisses him off, even though he's tried to go on record saying we're the toughest on Russia. <laughs> yeah. And then when we're actually tough on Russia, he's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> back fellas yeah <laughs> and he was so pissed he was cursing and his aides he said his aides misled him and i kind of hope they did uh it, lots of folks have misled trump on purpose remember remember when his legal counsel guy let him believe that he couldn't fire the special counsel mm -hmm. wrongly That's oh yeah fucking hilarious to me yeah like yeah no you can't do that and then he found out he could and then he never went and corrected the record <laughs> he's like i'm just gonna let him think that um now we can get to Monday. <laughs> uh, we learned another white collar criminal defender, um, probably a regular at the uh, white crime collar, white collar crime symposium. Yeah. You think we'll get an invitation next year? I don't know. I, I'd like to go. Yeah. You got to commit some white collar crime, right? If we if we know any white collar uh, defenders yeah. who could possibly. I know some, some white people. We got to wear strap ons. White collar defenders sounds like a detergent commercial. <laughs> it does anyway this guy's name is steven molo and he has uh, declined to work with trump so that's fun um and nastia ribka has been charged in thailand and sentenced for two to six years uh i saw that in an interview but i can't find it reported anywhere in ink um then it was reported that the journalist covering her story in moscow mysteriously what fell out of a window or mm -hmm. something yeah. yeah and then died from sustained injuries three days later yeah jordan's gonna go over that later mm -hmm. in the episode hot notes Sad notes. Yeah. <laughs> also, 500 plus former Department of Justice officials going back to Kennedy. Kennedy uh, signed, not Teddy, <laughs> uh, JFK, yeah. signed a petition uh, to Congress to draft legislation, like urging them to draft legislation to protect Mueller and Rosenstein from Trump. But Mitch McConnell, of course, blocked the Tillis Graham Coons Booker bill on Tuesday. That's hilarious. I just love the name. Uh, five times fast. Uh, despite McConnell's chicken shit move, the Senate committee has decided to take up the bill anyhow. Um, we would learn later in the week that seven more GOP members of Congress will back the bill. But even uh, even if they do force Mitch to take it up and pass pass it in the Senate, it will likely die in the House. Uh, but that puts House Republicans on record as refusing to protect special counsel, which I think will bolster the pattern of obstruction by that body. Oh, yeah. for sure. In fun fact, McConnell's reason that he, the only reason he's actually saying to the press is that he's just positive Trump's not going to fire him. So I love that total projection and conjecture well, so why now not is the basis of our legislative process that's good to know why not just then why not do it if, if right who cares right exactly like well just let us yep you fucking turtle he's such a fucking turtle <sighs> he's a turtle right jesse egan Turd. thought of that yeah turtle i wish he was one of the endangered ones <laughs> oh no <laughs> No, I feel this episode bad for sponsored turtles. by the endangered <laughs> yeah, turtles world species. wildlife federation yeah. we're sorry we apologize and sensitivity training for turtles yeah turtles with one of those six-pack things wrapped around his neck oh my god oh, plastic no. in the ocean stop seriously yes. on a, yeah we're californians so like i mean we see it yeah pretty yeah. even if you like to get choked in the bedroom doesn't mean doesn't mean the turtle does the turtle who are to we get to know or decide but yeah. if the turtle does you know i wonder yeah. if there's so one fish it. that's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> this is good mm -hmm. i believe it that's a good fish erotic asphyxiation right impression. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's some sort of protest in the ocean for the animals that were into autoerotic asphyxiation yeah. that no longer have the means you should be in the um r-rated finding nemo <laughs> Motherfucking Finding Nemo. Yeah. Tell this uh, motherfucking fish in this motherfucking sea. <laughs> Holy crap. Fifty Shades of Nemo. 
We learn that Cohen's third mystery client is Sean Hannity. Da da da. But we don't know yet the implications of that. Uh, I kind of heard that and I was like, yeah, so. Right. Uh, most reliable journalists with integrity would be suspended from a legitimate news outlet for that kind of uh, association. But Fox News is not a legitimate news outlet, as we know. Mm-hmm. It's a bastard network. It's a great reality <laughs> show. If they would just like admit that, they would be number one in my book. Like, yeah. yeah. And they actually went to the Supreme Court uh, with saying, we want to be able to lie. Uh, and the Supreme Court allowed it. And, so, and we still call them news. Yeah. But hmm. somehow that's still a thing for hmm. people. Like, oh, the one who went to court so they could lie. Didn't Canada ban them and some <clears throat> other countries ban Fox News as a, a bro- uh, like broadcast journalism? I, I, I would have to look it up. I hadn't Yeah, I that, think but so. But probably. Yeah, for sure. I would. Mm-hmm. If I was Canada. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Or if you have yeah, a country where you have the BBC, which is like pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Channel 4 and BBC are great. BBC Canada. So, yeah, we decided last week that we prefer the term bastard over illegitimate. So, <laughs> yeah, I like that bastard <laughs> network. Is that what you said? Yeah. It's I like it. Yeah, yeah. You bastards! Okay, Tom Tillis called out his GOP colleagues for their hypocrisy Monday in their criticism of, of his wanting to protect Mueller by writing this legislation. Uh, He says, quote, spare me. The same people that would criticize me for filing this bill would be absolutely angry if I wasn't pounding the table for this bill if we were dealing with Hillary Clinton. So spare me your righteous indignation. Oh. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you. I'm out. (laughs) And uh, big news Monday was that uh, Trump was putting the brakes on Russian sanctions announced by Nikki Haley the day before. She went on a news show and and announced them on Sunday uh, because I'm sure she just thought that that's what the president wanted. I'm sure they didn't have any discussions at all. (laughs) Uh, Of course, Trump, being too big a coward to confront her himself, sent Larry Kudlow, uh, who accused Haley of being out over the tips of her skis and confused. What a weird old reference. (laughs) That's a phrase people are using a lot lately, out over the tips of one's skis. Stalin's a hero. The only one in this town who can ski the K-12s. Yeah, I don't get the skis thing. <laughs> Me neither. Like, but, like, maybe it would be cooler if it was like out over the side of his snowboard. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, because I'm imagining just the wooden plank skis. That, yeah. That's <laughs> like saying Very like... developed. Yeah. <laughs> like rolling on the edge of your rollerblades, man. <laughs> yeah. Nerds. Uh, I love rollerblading. Uh, please don't email me. Um, <laughs> but Nikki Haley fired back, quote, with all due respect, I don't get confused. Mm, spicy, spicy meatball. <laughs> yes, so she's spicy. Uh, and Kudlow crumpled like a smart car hit head on by a Buick and basically groveled <laughs> with an apology. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're the best. I'm the dumbest. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm ugly. <laughs> no, he just basically was super sorry. The insane part of this whole story is that in an interview on Maddow, the newly awarded Pulitzer Prize winner who broke this story said that someone at the White House called the Kremlin Sunday after Haley made the announcement and told them to ignore her. Oh. And, and I don't know. I, I misspoke. I don't know if they called the Kremlin or if the Kremlin called them and said, what the mm-hmm. fuck? And mm-hmm. then they said, oh, ignore her. Right. I don't know who called who. Uh, maybe this was a back channel that's set up by Manafort. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, to 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 call up Russia behind our backs, behind my back and say, ignore the sanctions comment. Um, that's that's insane. Yeah. Uh, last big news on Tuesday 
was that Trump is wavering on talking to Mueller after the Cohen raid. We predicted this <laughs> uh, last week, I think, or maybe the week before. Uh, so you can take some beans off it now, I guess. Um, <laughs> done and done, right? We reported that Mueller will likely file his obstruction report sooner now. Uh, that he won't be interviewing Trump for it. And of course, it covers the four areas of obstruction, including uh, the intent behind firing Comey, dangling pardons of Manafort and Gates. Dangling pardons is another great band name. (laughs) Uh, Pressuring Sessions not to recuse, and of course, drafting the bullshit press release on Air Force One about the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting. So You don't think Mueller will try to get him to interview? Or not interview, just testify, I guess? He might, um, but I think that from what I understand from this report is that Mueller isn't going to subpoena him for the obstruction report he wants to file, and this isn't his final report. He can't make his final report until all the cards are played, right? right? This would be one of those urgent reports when there's a major update. There's like three um, criteria to, for filing an urgent report. One of them is like the press wants to know, mm-hmm. or it would have an impact on the press. Another one is that it's a, something of, it's a major thing mm-hmm. i can't remember what the third one was but it meets the criteria it meets, right. it meets at least one of those yeah and so he's just going to file this uh, it could be a recommending a recommendation for impeachment he's going to give it to rosenstein and it was supposed to come out in like june or july mm-hmm. because they were waiting for trump right because yeah. trump had to get ready and prepare and learn english you know <laughs> learn how to read <sighs> bone up on his bone up on my english <laughs> get a little rosetta stone i yeah. don't know um but now that's not going to happen so I personally think now that this is going to come out sooner. And hmm. we'll talk about this later in our fantasy indictment. Okay. Thing. On Wednesday, Trump contradicted himself in a tweet by saying he did not fire Comey because of the phony Russia investigation. <laughs> did it take him a year to figure that out? <laughs> I mean, who knows what's going on in his head? <laughs> he is magnificently stupid. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Also Wednesday, an email sent to the PA police leaked, uh, leaked telling them, this is an email that basically was sent to the police department in Pennsylvania, telling them to prepare for a potential large spontaneous protest to follow Trump's firing of Mueller and that the rallies would happen quickly and without much notice. Also on Wednesday, seven GOP senators moved to support the Tillis bill, as we talked about earlier, to Mm -hmm. protect Mueller despite McConnell's denial to bring it to the floor. So I'm I'm wondering if on that day, on Wednesday, we skirted and we came close to another Mueller firing or Rosenstein firing. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, I can't believe that it could be like that. It could be like every day they're not sure if it's going to be the day. And so it's just like pure chaos because we... I mean, you were in Washington the other day. I mean, does it feel like that? Does it feel like everybody's like, it could be the day any day? Everyone was drunk. Oh, well, that explains it. That explains it. It's a bunch of nunburgers. Yeah. That's crazy that they're just thinking like they're not sure. They just don't know. (laughs) Nunberg, nice pull. (laughs) They were all railing coke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love Roger Stone. Where's our camera? (laughs) Put me on TV. Uh, I smell alcohol on your breath. No, you don't. Uh, Eric Schneiderman, this is so great. He is now trying to close the double jeopardy loophole for the state for state crimes in New York. Mm -hmm. So let me explain this a little bit. Right now, well, the Constitution um, does not protect for double jeopardy. Uh, if you're tried in federal court for something, you can 
be tried for it again in state court. There's no protection for that. For It seems like double jeopardy, but that's not what the Constitution says. Right. Because the, the Constitution is about maintaining state sovereignty and the states should be able to do what they want, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a few states, I think 39, 29 or 39, I can't remember exactly, have taken it a step further and said, we are going to say that that's double jeopardy and we aren't going to prosecute anyone if they've been prosecuted for federal crimes. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do it in the state. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric Schneiderman filed a thing with the Congress, the, legis- the legislature in New York saying, hey, you guys should pass a bill that closes that loophole so that I don't have to, you know, if in case Trump pardons He'll be he'll have the green light to right. just pick the case right back up. <clears throat> exactly. So yeah. that that way Mueller can go ahead and charge these guys with everything. Yeah. Because I feel like he's holding back some charges, like on Manafort especially. Hmm. And uh, because I mean Manafort's language in that last statement you're thinking, the way that he explained like in the case, um, how he wants to be pardoned or, you know, not pardoned, but he wants to be Oh, how he wants the charges all dropped. Exactly. Future charges. Future he was really yeah. clear about Yeah, so that was interesting. Well that's future indictments too. But also, I think that there are current indictments that haven't he, been revealed to right, the public. That, well, oh. no, that haven't been made. The charges oh. haven't been made by Mueller because he's holding off in case Manafort gets pardoned so oh, that so Schneiderman that, can do it. That wouldn't count as a future one? Because of the... A, right. No, this is, this, this is, doesn't have anything to do with the future indictments. This yeah. is more of the current shit he's charging him with and mm-hmm. how it's not everything he could charge him with. He's holding back some of the charges so wow. that the state can try him for that in new york because yeah. new york has this double jeopardy protection oh my gosh but so if many he levels but if they take away that double jeopardy protection Mueller can charge him with everything mm-hmm. he fucking wants to and if and if trump pardons him they can charge him in the state yeah but trump would have to wait until the grand jury was impaneled in the state to pardon him in order to get that to happen so they have not yet impaneled the grand jury in new york hoping maybe this legislation will go through closing that loophole that's cray cray if he goes through the state can he still be sentenced to a federal prison sentence uh, no, that would be a state crime. So I don't think you can go to federal prison but for that. But state prisons still suck, right? I, I mean, mean, they can. I'm, you know, I imagine any prison sucks. Yeah, but when you're a millionaire, you know, I guess he he yeah. might have a nice life even in prison, but at least he'll be in prison, right? And yeah. I'm guessing on that. I I'm not a lawyer, but right, that right. seems yeah. reasonable to me. Or like if they could try, can they try them? Maybe Jordan Parker, if you're listening, you can answer this question. If you get if you go from, you know, getting pardoned on a federal level and they try you on a state level, can they then escalate the case or in an appeals court process to the federal level? Yeah, not if you've been pardoned for that crime. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, he's got a lot. Hopefully they can just get him. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. Like, yeah, they'll get him yeah. on something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think Mueller and Schneiderman are, are of the mind where they want to prosecute to the full extent of the law to ensure that these malefactors serve their time word of the week malefactors prescient <laughs> late but bastard rubbo love love <laughs> robocop riboflavin <laughs> riboflavin <laughs> yes yeah, nice. weird i love you uh late wednesday a bunch of republicans in the house sent a letter to christopher ray huber that's a uh u.s attorney mm-hmm. and jeff sessions requesting investigations be opened into comey struck page lynch mccabe and hrc hillary clinton that's the fact here's my thought this is to muddy the waters in the real investigation happening right now that comey opened into the fbi new york field office uh, against the agents that blackmail comey into reopening the hillary email investigation 11 days prior to the election by threatening to go public if he did not um sessions is recused so i'm not sure how the fuck he can be part of this or why uh, the gop 
sent him the letter in the first place um because i have to remind you guys sessions isn't just recused from the trump russia investigation mm-hmm. he's recused from anything that has to do with the election because he was called a surrogate at a time or two in my day <laughs> Um, I'm hoping there's proof of this conspiracy between the White House and House Republicans to discredit the DOJ and the Comey Six in the Cohen raid. And I think that's why Trump and Cohen wrote the letter saying we want to go through that shit first. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think th- I think that would warrant a no knock raid on Cohen more than just FEC violations uh, in the form of payouts right, to adult entertainers. Too, yeah. We said this a couple weeks ago or last week, last week when this happened, I was like, why are they no knock raiding a guy for payments to shut hush money payments. Right. that's weird Small not time. why you know knock raid somebody mm-hmm. also a story from vox would come out friday indicating that in january trump pressured sessions to fire struck and page you guys didn't know this this is brand new reporting uh and when he refused uh trump asked the fbi director chris ray to find dirt on them i don't know if, which came first finding dirt on Ray, actually, I think he told he told Christopher Ray to find dirt on Struck and Page oh. before he pressured Sessions to fire him. It might have happened in the same day, but I think it was that order. Mm. Um, anyway, according to two credible sources, Trump put that pressure on Sessions and Ray after he learned from Dowd that Page was a witness against him in the Mueller investigation <laughs> of course. into obstruction of justice. Until this report came out this week, you guys, until this minute, oh, well whenever you read the report or maybe if you're hearing it for the first time we did not know that page is a potential witness against trump yeah but she is and now and then the whole struck page texts got released um by the gop in the house and that's part of the conspiracy and god i hope it's all in the cohen tapes oh yeah probably not but man it'd be great we can make our own fantasy cohen tapes you know <laughs> yeah we could Fan fiction. Fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, no peeing, please. No. No, no. Keep no. that out. Uh, Thursday, Cohen dropped his libel suits against BuzzFeed and Christopher Steele. So you guys remember back when uh, the uh, Fusion GPS testimony yeah. came out and, and the, the BuzzFeed printed the dossier, uh, Cohen sued him because it said Cohen was in Prague in August chatting with Russians about setting up undeniable cash or deniable cash payments right. to uh, to Russian trolls. Mm-hmm. And then they could hide out in Bulgaria. Remember, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. But a, a lot of people are saying, well, Cohen is saying it's because he's too busy uh, to deal with those lawsuits. But I think that the raid uh, is going to show proof that he was in Prague. The McClatchy report says so. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a lot of people don't trust the McClatchy report. I do. They have nine Pulitzers. <laughs> um, but anyway, that, that he went to Prague and was conspiring with Russians to pay off these troll farms to interfere in the election. <laughs> so, but in the other uh, Cohen uh, defense was, I don't have a stamp in my passport, so I wasn't there. Right. That's like saying, I don't have an STD, so I couldn't have been in Amsterdam. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. What? Yeah, so I I just that's the dumbest defense ever. <laughs> I don't have stamps. I've traveled in Europe and when we would go from like Germany, I went from Germany to Prague, which is where they is, is how they say Cohen got in. I had to ask like chase people down to get a stamp and they still wouldn't give me one. So that's not proof. No, especially if there's any chance that you're there with any coordinated, you know, efforts. Yeah. So lies. Uh, Then midday Thursday, we found out that the IG, um, Inspector General, sent a criminal referral to the U.S. attorney in Washington for my husband, Andrew McCabe. Uh 
Uh, I'm not sure why they didn't send it to the DOJ, which is where you're supposed to send criminal referrals, but whatever. Um, that, like, remember Graham and Grassley, they sent the criminal referral for Christopher Steele to the yeah. Department of Justice, mm-hmm. but probably because Rosenstein would be the one accepting it and he would think it was stupid. Uh, I, I want to get to the bottom of the New York field office McCabe Comey story. I really do. I feel that if McCabe lied to the uh, inspector general, it was because he was either protecting the agency or he wasn't allowed to discuss the ongoing investigation or he didn't lie. Um, but I'm not I can't I can't. There's no way to know right now. Balance that with the IG report because the IG report said he lacked candor. Um but it's it's interesting, and, we'll, and this kind of ties in with the Comey memos too. Is that the remember in the majority report they wanted to make sure one of their remedies for this was to make sure that the head officials of the FBI weren't just allowed to authorize um, leaks to the press. Right. But Comey has said in interviews this week that the um, director of the FBI and the deputy director of the FBI have the authority to decide what gets to the press. Um. And this is an ongoing investigation, so I'm not sure Comey can tell us the whole story, and I I really don't know. But I'm keeping him in the sexy justice calendar, so I stand by that as well. Are you going to talk more about the Comey Comey's opinions on the McCabe stuff later? Uh, I'm not sure if they come up or not. I'm okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, can I bring it up now? Yeah. Go okay. for it. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it was you who told me this earlier, but it, that he actually came out confirming that McCabe did lie. Well, no, his language is different. He didn't say McCabe lied. He said, if you lie, you should be mm. fired. Investigated or okay. yes, there should be some consequences. Yeah, yeah. he didn't say McCabe lied. He, Got it. He said, it- he said McCabe didn't tell me about uh, his uh, telling the press about the HRC emails mm-hmm. uh, stuff. But... Um, but he has the authority to not tell me. I wish he would have told me. And then when asked if if McCabe lied, he said he he didn't say anything other than look. If you, all I can tell you is if you lie to the FBI or to the IG, you need to be disciplined. He didn't tip it one way or the other. Really, got mm-hmm. it. it. Was it was very careful language, and I I I would like to think that Comey is deliberate in his words. So. Yeah, I trust Comey's choice of words too. Like very carefully, I think so he I'm, chooses them. I'm keeping McCabe and Comey in the sexy justice calendar. I'll I'll send you stickers if you want to put it over their faces. <laughs> if it turns out that they're lying bastards, yeah, but, we'll get like round <laughs> stickers and you uh, just put them right on the face. But I have this feel. I just have That'd a feeling be a hard about pill this. To swallow for us. Um, yeah. And later in the week, we learned McCabe is filing suit against the Trump administration and and the FBI or, and the IG for wrongful termination uh, and defamation of character. So, yeah, so he's sticking to it. Yeah. So we'll see. And I don't think. I just don't think a, a, these career uh, legal minds uh, and law enforcement guys, that Republicans to boot, would do this. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But I guess we'll find out soon enough. Mueller probably knows. Right I'm sure. Now. I Mueller knows everything. Yeah. Uh, Giuliani asked to join Trump's legal team to help negotiate the end of the <laughs> Mueller investigation this week. <laughs> Uh, now Giuliani is tight with Alpha Bank and is likely part of the Mueller investigation, and this is just speculation. So I I don't think he'll be allowed to represent Trump. Also, you don't negotiate an end to an investigation. <laughs> what um, yeah, this is past the word. settlement phase. Yeah. yeah, the best you can do to wrap up an investigation is to step back and cooperate, which is what Dowd was advising the president to do. But you know he pieced out. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, knowing Trump, he will for sure uh, welcome him with open arms, even though he has ties to everything that's being investigated. And I wonder if he'll get away with it. I mean, you think he'll be stopped, and I hope so, too, because it makes total sense. But now I'm starting to wonder, like, 
well, what is Trump's plan? Does he actually know a loophole? Do you think he's just winging it? He doesn't have a fucking plan. I hope we're not underestimating him the way we did before. I mean, Putin's probably the one really calling the game plan. He's bringing so. checkers to a chess fight. You might be um, right. I hope you're right. Yeah, yeah and, chess he, fight. and here's the chess fight. <laughs> Finish him. Uh, here's here's the, no Roger Stone on turn. Oh, <laughs> good one. Half man, half mustache. <clears throat> here's the thing about Giuliani. He knows what happened at the New York field office. Mm-hmm. In fact, he went on TV before Comey went to Congress with the reopening of the Hillary case and said, uh, something big's coming. October surprise. Not going to tell you what it is. Ha ha. I'm fucking rad. That's right. Uh, but I'm talking to the FBI right now. And, uh, ha, ha. <laughs> and then after Comey came out, he's like, see, I told you that's what it was. Like he he knew he, he did that. Yeah. He not only did he and, and people were like, <laughs> it's funny. They showed the Fox clips of him saying something big's happening, something big's happening. And all the Republicans were and the pundits were like, oh, you can't know that he was talking about the Hillary oh Clinton gosh. thing and then they have a, they follow it up with a clip of him saying yeah it was about that and it was like oh my god you're so dumb yeah like are they now coming out and like saying yeah he said it or are they still trying to defend him in this weird I don't know they just shut up after yeah, that I don't but watch Fox I guess I should like look, you no, know, know thy bo- neighbor don't bother don't I wouldn't but here but here's the thing I mean I guess if you I don't know I I'll wouldn't. see clips. I'll get the highlights. I tried watching the Scientology Network the other day in that same vein. Mm. I didn't know they and had a network. They get? do. I got pretty far, actually. I'm embarrassed to say how long I watched no, it. No, I think that's actually really, really <laughs> noble of you. I think it's best to get sources from everywhere, even the tinfoil sometimes. Is some... But Ferris Bueller's Day Off was yeah. on. Well, <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. Their whole network is filmed like a lifetime reenactment scene. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's um, like the whole network. On a, well, on a very special episode of Scientology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah i don't know i think giuliani's in uh, i think giuliani's under investigation because remember comey said in one of his interviews he's like he started somebody said comey started the investigation into andrew mccabe and that's not exactly true uh comey started the investigation into the leaks from the field office the new york Mm. field office yeah and uh didn't and mccabe was uh involved in that but i don't know if he was a subject target witness whatever right uh, but Giuliani uh, clearly has shown himself to be part of that by his comments on Fox News before and after the the Comey letter went to Congress mm-hmm. outing the, the reopening the Hillary email investigation. So I don't think that he can legally be I don't think he can represent Trump and be under investigation for leaking shit to the. I don't know. And let's hope law still, you know, can be upheld in this sense, because Trump has clearly broken quite a few already. And you never know which ones he's going to get away with because it's just so unprecedented. It's just like, oh, well, of course he can't get away with this. And then we're like, wait, how did he get away with this? We have a minisode this week about Trump, the president not being above the law. So check mm-hmm. that out if you're a patron. If you're not a patron, make it happen. I will listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> The Department of Justice says that Manafort is being probed as a back channel to Russia. No shit. I said this two episodes ago. We, you guys, we, we reported on this, uh, that we think Manafort faces superseding indictments for espionage, or which is collusion, right? So, right. And that's what you were talking about earlier, Jaleesa, is the future indictments yes. part, mm-hmm. right? This isn't the ones, these aren't the indictments that he's holding back so that in case they're pardoned, he can bring them up in the exactly, state. Exactly, they're different. Yeah, this is where Manafort filed a suit saying... Well, first of all, uh, he was outside of his scope. Mueller's outside of his scope. But the judge said, no, he wasn't and showed him this, you know, Rosenstein memo that said he was able to. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he said he he shouldn't have been appointed in the first place. And if if you find that to be true, I want, you know, to be released from all current indictments and future indictments. Exactly. uh, I think 
the fact that the Justice Department is now saying that and this is the Justice Department. This isn't Mueller's team, uh, but Mueller's team is obviously part of it, saying that Manafort is being probed as a back channel to Russia. So <clears throat> neat. Yeah. I imagine this is like when you're trying to prosecute mob bosses. You know that they have all these other crimes. You know that they're for sure guilty. And how it's playing out is just operating off the assumption that there's still more they could get you on. Yeah. And and what's cool is when we start the higher loyalty, he talks about the kind of the parallels of the mafia and this administration. Yeah. He doesn't directly say it, but you know he's insinuating yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Oh so. my, okay, I'm thinking we could do like a... Um, a little meme of narcos like the netflix cover picture and then put like just narcissist or something like with trump i get like i love mob stories and i'm just like i hate trump but man this is entertaining mm-hmm. yeah, i know godfather <laughs> um we also learned thursday that rosenstein uh informed trump that he's not a target in the cohen investigation again target subject different uh and trump allies have told him that they're worried cohen will flip Alan Dershowitz has said uh, they'll threaten Cohen with life in prison and try to get him to sing. Uh, and now the White House seems to be distancing itself from Cohen a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's what they did with prison. Flynn. Yeah. And Papa yeah. Dop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, I didn't know him. Coffee boy. Mm. The pattern is real. Can you like imagine Trump trying to convince anyone that he just doesn't really know Cohen that well? Oh, my gosh. It's fucking hilarious. Speaking of, have you seen that video of Rudy Giuliani and Trump from yeah. like decades ago? <laughs> going Rudy around? Giuliani's in drag. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of cute. And he puts his face in his Yes, yeah. as a comic, I appreciate I that, that video Trump in that a fucked up way. Why did they ever grow up and become dicks? I don't know, man. They probably were yeah. always dicks. It's verging on transphobic, but... Oh, you know what? Okay, I'm sorry. I only saw the thumbnail, so I don't want to assume that it's uh, not transphobic, but like, what part did you like about it? Just the idea in general? Just it's funny. just a sketch. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like... Comedy. It's, it's just comedy. It's a comedy sketch. Yeah, yeah. It's pointing out that Trump assaults women yeah <laughs> oh, and word? making fun of it and yeah Trump's it's like it. a very yeah. meta self-aware sketch that's gotta basically. go in the newsletter or something it's right hilarious. i haven't seen that but i gotta watch yeah yeah, you yeah. Need to see it. but yeah since they're assholes uh it becomes potentially like i said transphobic yeah, yeah. and gross uh thursday night the comey memos were released and i'll go into that later uh sessions says he may have to resign if trump fires rosenstein uh he made his position clear in a phone call to the white house attorney don mcgahn a week ago i think that might have been what stopped trump from firing rosenstein last week Uh, and by friday the number of doj officials that signed that petition that i was talking about urging congress to protect rosenstein and Mueller, jumped from 500 to 800 it is now 800 and of course moveon.org is organizing nationwide protests if such an event were to occur so keep an eye out for that you guys that is this week's news we'll be right back hey muller junkies i have to give some love to joysteaspoon.com this week for partnering with us and making us our own signature polonium tea from russia with love an amazing earl gray which is perfect for making london fogs which i asked for personally because that's one of my favorite drinks you can get this exclusive blend for pledging at the ten dollar level And in return, I'll ship you the tea for free, and you'll get access to the MSW Book Club, the mini-sodes, including the entire archive, our weekly newsletter, access to our closed Facebook group, some laptop stickers, and the pure joy of knowing you're supporting a woman-owned business, women in podcasting, and Act Blue to flip it blue in November. We only have 50 of the Polonium tea sets, and we're running out, so only the first 50 people who pledge at the $10 level will get this gift. So head over to MullerSheWrote.com and click subscribe now. You'll be glad you did. All right, you guys, welcome back. It is time for Hot Notes. Hot Notes. Angelisa, we have more news about your boy, Broidy. Yeah, my bro, Broidy. He's not really my bro, but I like alliterations. He um, he has an update. 
in case anyone was confused yeah yeah (laughs) i'm I'm all about wordplay first and then accuracy second (laughs) right Mm -hmm. puns first reality second there you go yes that wasn't a pun but never mind no no no, but it's just fact just life so the intercept uh they're a news organization they reported that right after trump was sworn into office elliot Brody offered the russian gas company novatech a 26 million dollar lobbying plan with the purpose of removing the company from the u.s sanctions list so as we know about our bro Brody and the Brody bunch he was deputy finance chair of the rnc until he resigned last week on account of paying off a playboy model 1.6 million dollars to keep quiet about their affair but in 2017 when he laid out his sanctions proposal for novatech he was quote Acting as a well-connected businessman and longtime Republican donor in a bid to help the Russian company avoid sanctions imposed by the Obama administration, end quote. So just a quick reminder, the 2014 sanctions we're referring to were implemented to punish Russia for annexing Crimea and supporting pro-Russian separatists in eastern Ukraine. A lot of you guys know that. So last year, Brody emailed a rough draft of his plan to attorney Andre Bave. I don't know how to pronounce this. I think this is... Uh, how do you spell it? It's B- Okay, so Andre, I got right. But then B-A-E-V is the last name. Bave? Bave? Yeah. B-A-V-E? B-A-E-V. Oh, Bayev. Bayev. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Bayev. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, just no, that sounds it. about right. So he, he's a... Hooked on then- phonics worked for me. <laughs> I love it. It's like Russian phonics. So um, oh, he was a then... <laughs> we got to make that commercial. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Andre Bayev, he was a then Moscow and London-based lawyer who represented major Russian energy companies and had already been in contact with Novatech about finding a way around the sanctions. So Brody suggested arranging meetings with top White House and congressional leaders, as well as creating articles and press favorable to Novatech, not to mention the full list of lobbying activities that were achieved by Brody's consultants behind closed doors. So... Even as he was orchestrating all of this, Brody insisted that his company, Fieldcrest Advisors LLC, did not perform lobbying services, but instead hired others to do it. He actually implied that those involved with the deal would sign a NDA shielding everyone's involvement from public scrutiny. And yet here we are somehow. So, yeah, um, the whole plan is outlined in a series of emails that are now obtained by The Intercept. And Brody and Bayev won't even deny the emails are real. They just claim the deal was never, quote, consummated. And I always thought consummated was like a sexual term. Is Marriage. That- yeah, yeah, right. Like you consummate the yeah, relationship. Consummate yeah, it, it, it's yeah. a it's a handshake deal. Interesting. Mm, okay. uh, but you know, Brody hey. has some issues with consummation. That's and, very true. Uh, mm, mm, so one point six million dollars. Yeah. in issues plus a two hundred fifty thousand dollars legal fee. It's a little yeah, yeah. minor issue there. <laughs> so <laughs> last month, Bloomberg News reported on the story, stating that Brody quote offered last year to help a Moscow-based lawyer get Russian companies removed from a U.S. sanctions list. End quote. And Bayev commented on the story, saying, "At the time, when I was a partner of Chad Bourne and Park LLP, I had very preliminary discussions with Elliot Brody with regard to possible engagement of him as a strategic consultant with regard to a 
possible instruction <laughs> by one of my corporate clients. I think we should call Bayev Beavis. I like Bayev because like if there's bromance, it's like it's Broidy's Bay. Mm-hmm. But Beavis and, and Broidy, like the Brady, but I, I see a lot of references. Beavis and Butthead. Potential. Beavis, yeah, yeah, for Beavis sure. Beavis and Broidy. Definitely. Uh, I love uh, it. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so their whole like, I need I need you to pay off a Playboy model. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right before my time. I remember growing up to Beavis and Butthead when it was ending and then there was also Ren and Stimpy that I like just barely missed. Do you guys remember Apparently Ren? the creator of Ren and Stimpy is a fucking pervert that's getting charged well, that for like sexual a lot. Doesn't it? It's the least surprising thing. Yeah, I am Trampolio. <laughs> I pee pee from my bunghole. I need to pee from my bunghole. I love you, AG. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So their whole idea was that the instruction was never materialized. The deal never truly happened. He also said, quote, nor did I or Chad Bourne provide any services to any other individual or entity in collection or sorry, in connection with any attempt to remove any Russian company or any individual from the U.S. sanctions list. So Jesus, just, run on yeah, sentence. Exactly. Much? It's just a big. Nuh-uh, but they, I think they try to, like, you know, use these words to confuse. Oh, people. They should it, use commas. Yeah, it confuses me. I had to make my own commas in the quotes just to pause on my own. <laughs> Split up your, to breathe. Uh, split up your sentences, Beavis. Seriously. So, total denial. Yeah. <laughs> your sentence structure sucks. <laughs> totally. So, Bayev responded to Bloomberg News, and Broidy ended up responding to The Intercept. And so, Broidy told them that Bayev did approach him about the proposal, but that he, Broidy, decided not to go through with it for political reasons. So here's the full quote. Brody said, at the time Mr. Bayev had approached us, he was then a managing partner of a U.S. major law firm and the new administration had indicated an interest in normalizing relations with Russia and potentially easing sanctions. Subsequently, the geopolitical landscape changed and I made the decision not to pursue it. It's very eloquently put for Brody, I'll admit, but here it's a very generous way of saying we got caught up, so I quit my shit. And (laughs) (laughs) it's just, you know, plain and simple. Bayef was introduced to Broidy in October 2016. I need a pardon for my bunghole. Right? <laughs> so they met in 2016. Taint team. <laughs> we got to get like a clip of you doing this impression and just like throw it in there. I love it. Which is basically this, but like forever we need to do this. Just do a whole episode as Beavis. Honestly, yeah. No, that would be Re-occurring really, Beavis. really terrible. <laughs> yeah. I vote it. I vote it. So uh, they met in 2016 before Trump was elected. And as we know, at that time, Brody Brody was a top fundraiser for the Trump campaign, who would later become vice chairman of Trump's inaugural committee before transitioning to his most recent position as fucked. So (laughs) Brody, Ah, he wrote a joke. I I did a funny Uh, Brody also proposed a 25 step plan. Wait, is he fucked? Brody is fucked. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. So basically, um, Brody proposed a 25 step plan to kill. Oh, a 25 step plan. Very simple. Very ambitious. Nice director level. Good 20,000 foot view. Brody. If I went to an AA meeting and they're like, all right, we have a 25 step plan. You're like, I'm fucking out. I can't do this. Can we cut that in half? Can we do like 12.5? I can't do that plan. (laughs) That's too many steps. 25. So this plan was basically to kill or at least water down legislation. Hey, I have a fucking plan. Step one, don't fucking break the law. The end. That's Mm -hmm. a very good plan. I think we had a quote that was perfect for that clip we used a while ago. Stop breaking the law, asshole. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's step number one. 
So this was actually from Senator McCain. He brought this legislation that was he was pushing through Congress to take the decision to lift sanctions out of Trump's hands and into the hands of Congress, which I guess technically when is a did step he do up. that? Congress has he did bigger this hands. Act- October 2016 is when he was trying to oh, do this. Okay. Trump so, couldn't hold it in his hands because yeah, it's just too yeah, small. Yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> So, of course, this wasn't a good thing for the Brody Bunch. And he Brody created this document that included charts estimating expenses for the next three years. Pretty much the plan was to pay off a bunch of people to combat this legislation. So political experts, lobbyists, attorneys, they were all, quote, willing and able to work immediately on Brody, Bayev's and Novatech's behalf. Novatech sounds like something from Office Space. Or like Star Trek. You work yeah. at Inatrobe or Novatech? <laughs> So the plan included a list of issues for Congress that Brody mentioned would have to be overcome in order to implement the plan. And the list of issues included progress on agreements to resolve the situation in Ukraine, as well as Congress's request for information as to whether Russia did indeed hack the DNC and attempt to influence the U.S. presidential election. So basically, Brody said, quote, Congress would require agreement with Russia that Russia will not do so again. <laughs> so it's like one of those, hey, Russia, did you actually do that? Well, cut it out. You know, quit your shit. Um, now let's work together. So that was their whole plan. Let's just at least get on the record that Russia did this and then just get them to say we're sorry and then we'll move on. They thought that would be the whole deal. They didn't think Mueller would, you know, even be in the mix. Um, but the series of emails clearly show that Novatech asked Bayev to discuss hiring Brody to help the company get off the sanctions list. And Novatech even specifically references Brody's proposal in the emails when Bayev received the letter marked confidential from Dennis Solovev, the director of communications for Novatech. The letter said, quote, I am authorized by the management of Novatech, or is it, did I write that wrong? Yeah, Novatech, to contact you and express our interest in your services related to removing Novatech from the U.S. sanctions list. We would like to discuss with you your proposal roadmap, end quote. So everybody was in on this. Everyone has these emails now. They see that Brody clearly showed a desire to avoid publicity by registering under, or he didn't want to register under the lobby Lobbying Disclosure Act or FARA or FARA. He pretty much just, you know, in an effort to avoid those disclosures, he tried to fly under the radar. And he reached out to uh, this guy, Elliot Burke, a different Elliot, who was an attorney that reviewed Brody's plan. And Burke basically said that, you know, I'm sorry, I'll have to red flag this whole thing because you trying to avoid registering just is not going to fly. It's not going to work. And that's what the political conflict Brody was referring to is. He said his friend said, don't do this. And so finally, Brody was like, all right, I won't do it. But I'm convinced that by this time on the you know the timeline that he was already getting caught up. So I think that was just his way of trying to back out by looking like I was just trying to follow the law. And my friend said, don't do it. So I stopped pursuing it. What was Burke's first name? Elliot. Oh, okay. So it's not Bill Burke, the other no, lawyer no. that we talked or about. Or Dr. Burke from Grey's Anatomy. I just... Right. <sighs> Thank God it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically it. And, and, and Brody says that because of all this, um, that, you know, the info from Burke, he didn't follow through. And even though that's good thinking, it might be too late because we just found out yesterday from Al Jazeera that the prosecutor general of Ukraine has launched an official instiga- investigation into claims surrounding the multi-million dollar contract Brody has with George Nader. So there you go. He's probably oh, Nader. Right. Yeah. You know, it all comes back down to Mueller and who's telling him what and connect the dots. Mm-hmm. La, 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 la. Follow the money. Connect the dots. La, 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 la. 
Why is Pee Wee Herman still allowed to do anything? Hasn't he been convicted as like a sex predator? I mean, what no, are we going to do? He jerked off up. in a theater. I love That's that. it? Yeah, yeah. Fucking. I know. Whoa. This liberal and media. R-rated, like, it was like an adult easy, theater, too. Easy with the yelling. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't set the levels for this oh, kind sorry. of anger. Oh, good point. But Sorry. Jordan's very passionate about like the right to <laughs> masturbate in an adult theater. I also. It was like a that. George Michael thing, wasn't it? I think it was. I think that's it. He didn't like fuck with kids or anything. You're right. It's pretty messed wow. up because Trump. Meanwhile, be... all this he's getting away this with. This is true. Yeah. Why did that? In when I read that news when I was a kid, I it, it got imprinted into my brain as him being a child like. They they yeah propaganda is a hell of a tool. It's Probably yeah. because he had a, a maybe a His children's show? show. Yeah no that's definitely yeah no at the very end of the first Pee Wee Herman show uh, he got his true wish to fly as he zips <laughs> through the air courtesy of intentionally cheesy special effects. Uh, let's see the luckiest boy in the <laughs> You're world. Like, this is not what I'm looking uh, for. <laughs> he walked into an adult movie theater. Uh, uh, not nothing brings a star crashing to earth like the word sex scandal. Uh, he. Let's see, looking, looking, looking. Pro Pee Wee rallies have been held. That's weird. Pro Pee Wee. Pro Pee Wee. Pro Pee Wee. I'm Pro Pee Wee. <laughs> yeah, basically, he jerked off in an adult theater. I'm okay. pretty sure. So Louis so, C.K. will come back. Basically, I've that's seen what we jerk can off take from an AMC. He didn't lock a woman in a room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, that's, it's not yeah. fair. It's it's still risky, but it's not fair that he was so tarnished. But that's what he's not though. Wait, would they yeah, release Pee Wee's big adventure? Well, Everybody loves him. Like what Jordan was saying. Like people are constantly saying, like, oh, well, your gender. No one cares. You're, you're right my generation is you know <laughs> protesting gun laws and <laughs> yeah there's those hooligans hooligans i'm kidding you damn millennials. of course of course anyway so broidy bunch that's interesting hey, <laughs> hey broidy bunch here's the story of an asshole rich guy who was sleeping with some very lovely girls oh. all of them were playboy models like their mothers probably <laughs> the youngest one got pregnant i don't know i don't know i just, like where this is going i'm just making shit up and now. never yeah of course i'm all for playboy yeah. models in fact i'm like why didn't i do that but like <laughs> i also feel like you these still guys, got time girl you're, you're 20, right you're, you're young the night is young i'll see you guys later um yeah no, i i think i my never mind <laughs> I'm not going to talk about what I did for two days and how old I was when I did it, but... Off the record. <laughs> we'll get to it. Girl, you can dance. Thank you. For inspiration. Thank you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for your Brody information. And that was the start of Jaleesa's down. Yeah, she gave up on podcasting and became a stripper. <laughs> Uh, if anyone wants yeah, to, joke. Uh, yeah, Different we're hiring roles. apparently. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in being on the podcast, yes. just no, we're not. Need a new token. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all for sex work. If we could do it in America in a way that wasn't shitty, then that would be great. Yes, this I, is yeah. a big thing, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't understand the battle between feminists and sex workers because that just makes no sense to me. Right. Uh, if you want to go out, th- s- some comedian I can't remember who it was said, "If God wanted women to prostitute themselves, He would have given them free will and a vagina." And he did it tongue in cheek, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, no pun intended. But yeah. the why are we? Why are feminists? I think it's. Um, I mean, I get it, I get it a little bit because when I was younger and I would see women uh, stripping or or selling their bodies or doing half naked pictures on cars or mm-hmm. whatever, I'm like, oh, that's so terrible. What a de- bad message for women. But really, it's it's empowerment. Yeah, and it's choice. I think. And in other countries, way back in the day, I mean, I have a very um, fuzzy <clears throat> knowledge of history, but it sounds like the Puritans <laughs> in the more recent years, like you know, of America being a country, is like become more conservative compared to other cultures. Yeah, but why more... feminists? Yeah, well, Christianity why super is... liberal feminists. I'm not talking say, about Christians. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about fucking feminists. I think it's a 
religious and like a conservative social issue that usually stems from like the religion and like that culture of like conservatism. Right? I, yeah, but these are f- intersectional Wh- feminists. Yeah, there there are women who are very socially conservative, but you wouldn't know it until they started talking about a certain issue. No, no, no. I'm not talking. I, I'm not talking about conservatives at all. I'm talking about liberal, liberal feminists. Feminists. Oh, okay. Against sex work because they're saying they're uh, uh, being exploited, oh, etc. I didn't as realize if, that was a thing. As if me neither. Until, but I have very good friends who are sex workers, and so I, I'm like, what? And they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. They judge us because <laughs> they're saying that we're being exploited. Like we don't, ha- like we're not in charge. My brain almost couldn't even process yeah, what you it's were saying. Tough, right. I'm glad. Good. <laughs> yeah. I was Stay like, stay that way. No. Okay, yeah, liberals, that's weird. Anyway, that's a completely different discussion for Mm -hmm. another day. Sex workers, big ups. Uh, Now we're going to head over to Jordan. (laughs) Uh, You have an update on the sex coach, speaking of sex workers. Yes. uh, Nastya Ribka, yeah? Yeah, so you mentioned that you had heard in an interview that she got sentenced. I couldn't find anything on that corroborating that right now that is written. I can't find it either, but I I heard. Yeah. (laughs) I heard it. I mean, it would make sense at the very least that or something else, but <laughs> I'm stealing Jaleesa's wine. She's oh, not yeah. even looking. Don't even look. It's that yeah. time of the podcast to steal Jaleesa's wine. It's our new weekly segment. See, you smoke weed. I don't. So I have to I have to make up. You, for you're it. right. I'm yeah. this way with weed. I will steal my friend's weed. Like, I'll just like reach over and be like, hey, well, weed's for sharing. I, I think is. if so. you tried to steal or like reach over and steal my wine, I could things could get crazy. Yeah, things could go wrong. Well, good to know. Mm-hmm. French fries. Take them. Oh, Ooh, now I'm I get more territorial over the French really? fries. Oh, yeah. Well, I once so punched my best friend in the face when you know, she reached across and ate my cookie. Do you know what I used to do to my ex-husband? I used to, when we would get fast food, this is back when I ate fast food. I don't do any, I don't do it anymore. But I would get the bag and I would hold onto the bag because he was driving because <clears throat> he insisted that he drove because I'm a female. Uh, I would reach in and I would grab fries out of the fry container and drop them into the bottom of the bag Ooh. so that I could have the bag fries later. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> is that wrong? No, no that you know is what I'm so thinking? right. That's <laughs> people smart. have been like emailing us saying they want to get us gifts, and I was thinking like it's so funny how bag our, fries. Our favorite things are weed, wine, and fries. Like, yeah, that's kind of the trifecta I'm not, I'm here. Fries. Person. If I can throw pizza in there. Cheese. Uh, if I could just get some mm. cheese, so maybe some dill Havarti, yes. nice room temperature brie. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I'm older though, sure. so no, I'm down for that. But I understand the za, you know. Oh, for I fucking sure. love the za. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, and what was the other food? Fries. Okay. Yeah, I, I get it. They're delicious yeah, for sure. For fries sure. on za. Guys. Dude, what they have? What fries on za? I don't even. I can't even. Please, let's get into the sex. <laughs> I can't coach. even because I don't. I, uh, I'm I'm carb free over here, okay? Yeah, yeah, except yeah. for wine. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is a good time for everyone to take a break and go get some fries and return for this mm-hmm. this nice. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Nastia Rybka, as we know, she is the Russian sex worker who is currently being held against her will. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. usually how being in jail works. Oh yeah. Uh, in <laughs> here's a Family Guy episode where they don't want to get out, so they're trying to like <laughs> do things this day. Yeah, that's Manafort's <laughs> plight. Yeah. Uh, but so she's in Thailand still. To, uh, on Monday, not today. On Monday, news came out that the there's a Russian journalist named Maxine Maxim Borodin who died. So this guy was found badly injured by neighbors in his. I'm gonna really try to fuck not fuck this name up. Yeah, it's yeah. a Russian city. It's Yekaterinburg. Hmm. Can I see it? Can I see it? Mm-hmm. I want to try it. Where's that at? Right uh, at the top. Oh yeah. Wow, that's a weird one, right? It doesn't seem very Russian. Yekaterinburg. Yeah, that's, that's that right. seems more. 
Polish. Yeah, exactly. Or German or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe his father's side or something. <laughs> well, good it old, is a place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Good old, good old Weiberg. Yeah, Weiberg. That sounds better. So he was found in this city in Russia, and he was taken to the hospital where he later died. Uh, people, local officials say that there was no suicide found, no suicide note found, but the incident was unlikely to be of a criminal nature. What's interesting about this guy is he was an in, a Russian investigative journalist who was pursuing leads that derived from Nastya Rybka's videos that Navalny, Putin's one opponent, essentially, or viable opponent, was releasing to the public that was unveil- like unveiling corruption in Russia on the yacht, as we've talked about. I forget right. what episode it was in. Yeah, we yeah. About it in. So... He mysteriously turns up dead. Uh, however, a friend of Borodin's said that he had actually called him the day before, saying that his flat was surrounded by security guards and there was a guy with a gun on his balcony. Wow! And they were yeah, and they were all around the staircases that were in his flat. And then he calls him later and says, "Oh, I guess they were just doing a drill." Hmm. But then the next day, he winds up mysteriously falling to his death. Oh Russian authorities deemed that there was no foul play involved, obviously. They said that the door was locked from the inside, which is proof that he did it himself. <sighs> but he has a fucking balcony. Because Come murderers on. don't know how to lock doors. Yeah, Seriously. exactly. Like, they couldn't <laughs> yeah, pay off I'm the I'm going to go in and leave the door open because I'm trying to set this up to look like a suicide. Yeah, dumbs. exactly. And so an, this guy, on top of investigating this Navalny story that broke, he's also recently been investigating the case of hundreds of Russian mercenaries that actually died in Syria fighting with Assad. And so th- they were known. There's this group called the Wagner Group, which provides Russian mercenary soldiers. And they reportedly were killed in Syria on February 7th in a confrontation with U.S. forces, actually. Wow. It was a couple hundred of them. It was in a province called uh, Dal Azur, I think is how you say it. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. <laughs> close enough, yeah. And so this guy was investigating this. And he's investigating this. He's investigating the Navalny thing. And then he just suddenly shows up dead on Monday. Uh, really hard to not think that it was foul play because Russia is ranked 83rd out of 100 countries for press freedom by Freedom House. They have a history of assassinating Worst, their journalists. Like the least press freedom, right? Like mm-hmm. 83 is bad. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Number one would be the most press freedom. Mm-hmm. Who, I wonder who number one is. That is a good question. I not us these days. North yeah, Korea? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Am I? Did I hear the wrong list? Well, a hundred. You were right in the extremity of okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but they would be one hundred. Yeah, no, it's probably like some European, Switzerland, Sweden. Yes, situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Switzerland Canada. as the number one peaceful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. Did they battle for the number one like best? This is the spot. one time they fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nope, so, we're neutral. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Russia has a huge history of assassinating their journalists. Sorry, I know I keep getting loud. Um, sorry, you can cut that out also. Mm-hmm. No problem. So, 108. So for example, one of Russia's best known investigative reporters, you might recognize her name as Anna Politkovskaya. She was shot dead in her elevator in her flat in 2006. She exposed Russian human rights abuses in Chechnya. 
So that happened to her. Two years later, journalist Mikhail Beketov was left brain damaged. He had highlighted corruption and fought against the planned destruction of the Kimki Forest near Moscow to make way for a road. The Kinky Forest? I've been there. Kinky. Oh. I live there, yo. No. Who was the one who was shot in the head out front of the Kremlin? Nun... Nunkov? Um, I, have, I remember the person. Yeah, the I name. have... I have a, What year was this? In like 2015? Yeah. I have a 2010 death. I have a, wow. another 2010 you death. Know, I was like, I was stabbed in the neck. I have a... Oh. Severely injured in an assault Just in take Moscow. Your pick. I have, yeah. Let's see. There's, there's a lot of lists. I was telling my girlfriend about this when I was reading a similar article, and she was like, "Are you guys sure you want to keep doing this podcast?" And I'm like, "Well, there's a, there's a lot of people that I think would be ahead of us. I feel like Putin goes for the ones that are the real investigative journalists, and then there's so many like." sources in between you know yeah. we just read we just read what we you know find i mean we're not out in the field but these people these freaking heroes are being murdered and it is insane it is pretty yeah there's yeah. just such a strong history of people doing investigative journalism work in russia doing anti-corruption work usually and then mm-hmm. they just mysteriously die and yeah. it's there are multiple people that have died from getting pushed out of their flats um it's never confirmed of course because it happens in russia and mm-hmm. they're not gonna right release that obviously there's people that get poisoned there's people that get stabbed there's people that get there was one guy that got tortured the lawyer actually of magnitsky he was extremely tortured in prison yeah and there's another really good article that was published on cnn they're they're like real life villains you know it's mm-hmm. just it's just happening all the time for yeah them. it's mob it's it's just mafia stuff and our president loves it's, this guy it's a uh, nemtsov Boris Nemtsov. Mm, got it. Uh, he Shot was, in the head. He was a Russian politician opposed who opposed Vladimir Putin. Um, oh, wait, that's a politician. Not a... But Nemtsov so sounds familiar to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We've talked about a yeah, few. And that's the have. crazy thing is that we can't even keep up with how many there are. It's like, this is insane. And that's just the ones that we hear about. You know, the ones that are really making waves. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. S- Sorry, go on, Jordan. Oh, no, no worries. Um, there's just another article that gets published after this story breaks and it's essentially looking at russia's history of murdering journalists or they don't assert that it is it is for sure that they murdered them but that it is unsolved and they've Mm. essentially just closed the case preemptively and said there was no foul play and one has to wonder because it's always journalists that are uncovering yeah and russia usually blames Somebody else. England, United States, Hillary Clinton, Which whatever. Which is why when they blame us for the election, I'm like, okay, I know that we're at a fault, but this is what Putin does. It's not just him speaking the truth. Like, yeah, America, look in the mirror. It's like him using his tactics of propaganda. Well, he uses to, whataboutism, exactly. which is the tool that most Trump supporters use. Mm-hmm. And they learned it from Russia. I hate to tell totally. you that. I, I hate to tell you guys that, but you are, you have been taught by Russians how to act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and this death of Borodin, it really mirrors a case that happened 10 years ago with this guy named Ivan Savronov, who was a military correspondent for the Commerçant newspaper. He fell out of a window on his fifth-story apartment and died. They ruled it as a suicide, but all of his friends and colleagues denied he was ever depressed or had any reason to take his own life. He was looked into. He was looking into corruption and hazing in the Russian army. There was no suicide note. That's that's the equivalent of I didn't have a stamp in my passport. Totally, yeah, so totally. I wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was looking into yeah the hazing in the Russian army as well as Russian weapons exports, which, as we know, they've been giving weapons to Syria and Iran for a really long time. 
Um, and sometimes what he was discovering would prompt legal action by the state. Two weeks prior to this guy's death, he went to an arms expo in the UAE to investigate supplies of Su-39 jet fighters at, to Syria and S-300 service-to-air missiles to Iran. Wow. Upon return, reporters told his editors that he was able to confirm that Russia signed a deal with Syria to supply Panzer S-1 anti-aircraft missiles, MIG-29 fighters, and Iskander-E ballistic missiles. MIGs. MIGs are MIGs. Oops. Sorry. See Top Gun? <laughs> Nope, I did not. God damn it. Did I, I say M-I-G? We gotta do this. <laughs> you said M-I-G. Yeah. My bad. Well, she wrote, watches like movies. We gotta do something like you that. You gotta make two o'clock. Yeah. Come on. Nice move. Right over oh, my head. Oh, yeah. I have seen that movie, actually. That just oh, my God. You, oh, I, I know. Never, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know what it's about, but that's it's super, it. super, like, uh, gay volleyball scene. You, like, There's a gay volleyball scene in Top Gun? Well, it's, it's pretty hot. It's homoerotic oh. yeah homoerotic. let me know the timestamp. <laughs> it's the volleyball scene i, I was just tell you the timestamp. stamp just YouTube watch the movie yeah yeah they watch their the planes or volleyball in that whole movie <laughs> you know, it's like do i have to watch the entire ADD, thing come on. can yeah. we do a minisode about it and be gone to be, be done with it <laughs> a muller <laughs> minute yeah um so this guy rec- was recalling to his friends that the that people were telling him that if he un- the things that he unleashed led to international scandals, the FSB will certainly initiate a criminal investigation into this dissemination of state secrets and will take it to the end, quote unquote. Uh, and then last year, lawyer Nikolai Gorokov fell from Nikolai Gorokov fell from the fourth floor balcony of his Moscow apartment. Oh, well, fourth floor, clearly not the mm-hmm. Russians. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're fifth floor dudes. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. Let's just buy all these journalists flats on the bottom floor, <laughs> and then when they fall over, I'm sorry, that's a bad joke. <laughs> oh no, that's, that's funny. a good. That's a good recommendation, Russian journalists. If you're listening, live on the first floor. Please, mm-hmm. just do it for justice and do don't it for drink us. tea. Yeah, don't drink tea unless it's from. Mueller, she wrote but then one girl got stabbed in the neck in the radio station that she worked at. Jesus oh, my Christ. goodness. So it's just like, yeah, it, they're they, just going to get you. They know no boundaries. Let's yeah. see. So gun laws w- won't work. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so this guy, Nikolai Gorokov, he's the one that I referenced before. He was the, the Russian attorney or a Russian attorney for Sergei Magnitsky, who, as we know, died in a Russian prison in 2009. Uh, Magnitsky's death is what led to the Magnitsky Act in 2012. Which listen to episode two, a yeah, lot of them, early. but started at two, two yeah, yeah two, and, three. and take note of how our sound has improved. And oh, we yes, it has. have to thank our patrons. Seriously, for that. yeah, most definitely. Um, and so, yeah, that guy. Uh, once the Magnitsky Act gets passed, it becomes you know Veselnitskaya, Putin. The lot's sole mission, essentially, to get that overturned because it's punishing Russians that yep. were seen as responsible for the corruption leading to this guy's death for investigating this, supporting it, um, not supporting it, but, right. you know, Investi- litigating against it. And basically, Russia kills their reporters constantly. And mm-hmm. if this guy was not killed by some sort of foul play, that would be uh, very surprising. But and I'm sure, it, I'm sure it all started with hashtag fake news. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you gotta kinda keep in mind that that's what what where it could lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Thank you, Jordan. Yes, thank yes, you. Girl. That was really wonderful. All right, I'm gonna go into my hot note now. We're gonna talk about the Comey memos, you guys. Uh we'll have a link to them, the actual memos in our weekly newsletter. There's a lot of redacted stuff in there, but it's 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 good to read. Um head over to MullerSheWrote.com and subscribe so you can receive those uh newsletters every wednesday jordan puts them together they're fantastic Mm -hmm. i have to say it's spectacular so you're welcome 
All right. So for almost a week, House Republicans like Nunes and Gowdy and Gates were demanding the release of Comey's memos um, like little bitches. We want the memos. <laughs> uh, these are the memos that he drafted. Comey drafted contemporaneously after multiple meetings with the Trump uh, with the Trump uh, where Trump said weird things to him that he felt he needed to document because he thought Trump would lie about them later. That immediately says a lot mm-hmm. yeah. about this man. So House Republicans uh, demanded the memos under threat of subpoena. Right. They said, we will subpoena you if you don't send us these memos to Rosenstein, the Department of Justice. Um, And I think they did that uh, because they believed Rosenstein would refuse to release the memos (laughs) as they are part of an ongoing investigation into obstruction of justice. But Rosenstein called their bluff. uh, As we reported earlier, he sent them over. He's like, here you go. Fine, Mm -hmm. motherfuckers. Eat it. And of course, as soon as the House got the memos, they were leaked to reporters within hours because that's what Congress does. (laughs) Gossipy. They're little bitches, and they, they, yet they complain about leaks. Um, it's weird. There are seven memos in all, totaling 15 pages, uh, and all they do is corroborate Comey's testimony, mm-hmm. along with the testimony of the Comey six, the six individuals that Comey told about his conversations with the president, mm-hmm. and the handwritten notes we recently uh, got a hold of from Maddow, thanks to Rachel for that, that uh, they were deemed unclassified by the Department of Justice that Dana Bente wrote after yeah. phone conversations with Comey. And there's also handwritten notes from Priebus um, about conversations that he had. So all these notes are just corroborating everything. The memos, they also back up the assertions Comey made in his book, uh, A Higher Loyalty, which we'll begin reviewing this week for our patrons, and all the things Comey has said in multiple interviews and his testimony to Congress. Um, so Jamie Raskin, a uh, House member from Maryland, said, quote, This is a tactic that has backfired. From what I've seen of the Comey memos, they bear out completely the authenticity of his reports and his own credibility. So, eat eat shit. So the memos document conversations Comey had with the president, including how the president asked for Comey to let go of the Flynn investigation and for Comey to publicly clear him in the Russia investigation. Like, that was his big thing. Like, go, I need you to go out and tell the public I'm awesome. Exactly. Uh, There's a passage that says at one point, Priebus asked Comey if Flynn was under FISA investigation. The answer is redacted, uh, but it's longer than no. <laughs> uh, yeah. And in fact, some people have put out like photoshopped versions oh, of what different things would look like yeah. in the redacted. Like actual ones, like how not much, fake ones? Like how much space it would take oh. up. Not not, not like actual, actual memos. Character. Yeah, like, well, like uh, predicting what it could say. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Saying here's how big the typeface mm-hmm. is and here's everything. And it the answer in the only answer that fits is yes. <laughs> like basically? Or yeah. Y E S. Like how yes. many characters? Three? Quote, yes, unquote. Oh. <laughs> or what about like uh, oh. no <laughs> <laughs> quote N O O unquote? <laughs> no. <laughs> or no question mark? So uh, oh, yeah. question mark, question mark, question mark. So everyone's assuming it's yes. Um and that Flynn was under FISA surveillance. We didn't wow. know that. That actually came out because the Republicans were so hot shit to get this shit released. <laughs> um and that's Idiots. We didn't know about that. That's one of the things that came out in these memos that we didn't already know. A lot of the memo stuff we knew already right. from Comey's testimony yeah. and from journalism and stuff. Common sense. <laughs> the, the memos also go over the loyalty asks from the president. Uh, most interestingly, the memos document the obsession that Trump had with the salacious P stuff, right? Yeah. Trump had repeatedly brought this up uh, to Comey because he said it was upsetting Melania. And if she even believed it 1%, that was too much. <gasps> 
Um, Democrats in the House say that the memos prove that Comey isn't just some disgruntled employee making up stories, which is what Trump's assertion is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Spire tweeted, quote, thanks to the House GOP for urging the release of the Comey memos. Oddly, you've proved Comey's consistency and bolstered arguments for obstruction of justice and collusion. Perhaps finish the job and call for the release of Trump's tax returns. Uh, Trump and the Republicans are trying to say that since the memos don't mention collusion, that that means there wasn't any. (laughs) Okay. Trump is also harping on the fact that Comey leaked these memos to the press and that they're classified. But the director and deputy director of the FBI, first of all, have full authority to speak to the press. Uh, McCabe also falls in this category, as I mentioned earlier, who Trump also, he worked very hard to discredit him as a witness in the obstruction case against against him. Right. But even though Trump is all pissy about Comey leaking the memos and had McCabe... Pissy about Trump. (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And he had McCabe investigated for speaking to the press. It's documented in the memos that Trump actually encouraged leaking, specifically when asking Comey to leak to the press that he wasn't under investigation. He said, quote, uh, Comey, and this is Comey's memo, quote, I reminded him that I had told him we were not investigating him and that I told him the congressional leadership the same thing. He said it would be great if that they could get if if that could get out and several times asked me to find a way to get that out. Mm-hmm. He talked about the guy he read about in the Washington Post today. I think he met Ser- meant Sergey Milian and said he didn't know him at all. He said that if there was some satellite, meaning some associate of Trump or Trump's campaign, that did something, it would be good to find that out, but that he hadn't done anything and hoped I would find a way to get it out that we weren't investigating him, unquote. So Trump was encouraging Comey to leak. Uh, Just putting that out there. Mm -hmm. Comey said any announcement like that would have to go through the acting attorney general, who I believe at the time was Dana Bente. Mm Mm-hmm. The assumption by Trump that Comey leaked classified documents rests solely on a Fox News report that states that Comey sent four memos to the press. We talked about this earlier. (laughs) That report was incorrect, and none of the information Comey gave to the press was classified. Thank you, Fox News. (laughs) I didn't know that this was playing all along. (laughs) Exactly. Get them from the inside. Another thing we learned from the memos is that the White House actually had serious reservations about Flynn, despite Trump publicly defending him. Mm. Uh, After a January 27th meeting, Comey wrote this in his memos, quote, he then went on to explain that he has serious reservations about Mike Flynn's judgment and illustrated with a story from that day in which the president apparently discovered during his toast to Theresa May that redacted had called four days ago. Apparently, during the toast, the president said that Prime Minister May had been the first to call him after his inauguration, and Flynn interrupted to say that blank had called him first. Redacted. That name is redacted. Mm -hmm. It was then uh, that the president learned of redacted's call, and he confronted Flynn about it. Flynn said the return call was scheduled for Saturday, which prompted a heated reply from the president that six days was not an appropriate period of time to return. To return a call from the blank of a country like blank. <laughs> it's like a hip hop explicit out yeah. lyrics. Yeah. This isn't blank we're talking about, he said. <laughs> Trump said if he called blank and didn't get a return call for six days, he'd be very upset. The president pointed at his head and said, this guy has serious judgment issues. All right. So let's look at these blanks. <laughs> Let me fill him in as I think it went. Yeah. Uh, apparently during the toast, the president said that 
Prime Minister May had been the first to call him after his inauguration, and Flynn interrupted to say that Putin actually called him first. It was then that the president learned of the Putin call, and he confronted Flynn about it. Flynn said the return call was scheduled for Saturday, which prompted a heated reply from the president saying that six days was not an appropriate period of time to return a call from the president of a country like Russia. This isn't... Uh, Monaco we're talking about, he said. (laughs) Trump said that if he called Putin and didn't get a return call for six days, he'd be very upset. There you go. So that's that's what I think. Thank you. That was so much easier. In the redacted bits. Finally, don't know what other country would even go in those blanks. Exactly. Yeah, and 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 I'm gonna tell you, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm probably Educated right. guess? Yeah, probably right. It's fine. <laughs> Finally, Comey's memos reveal how confusing it is to talk to Trump. Uh, quote, the conversation, which was pleasant at all times, was chaotic uh, with topics touched, left, then returned to later, making it very difficult to recount in a linear fashion. <laughs> Normally, I can recall all of the pieces of a conversation and the order of a discussion with high confidence. Here, given the nature of it, There is a distinct possibility that while I have the substance right, the order was slightly different. Hmm. It really was a conversation as jigsaw puzzle, in a way, with pieces picked up, then discarded, then returned to, unquote. And personally, I'm surprised Trump hasn't latched onto that, saying, see, Lion James Comey memos are fake because I don't make any sense. Right. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's tomorrow. We'll find out if he... (laughs) tweets that we'll see if you called it <laughs> right like it just seems like that would be the thing to grab onto yeah. so you're like look i'm i'm so non-linear and idiotic yeah, that he can't he's not make yeah it's in not court coherent. i'm sure they will you're probably uh, right yeah that yeah. would make sense well if i hope there's court anyway guys sit tight we'll be right back hello this is ag from muller she wrote I would take a minute here to thank all of our subscribers, but they can't hear me right now because they don't have to listen to this shit. Our patrons are truly blessed, you guys. They get access to all of our minisodes, including the entire archive. They get our weekly newsletter that Jordan creates and that includes my research notes. And you'll become a member of the MSW Book Club. This week, we start A Higher Loyalty by James Comey. And the first 50 people that pledge $10 will get a two-ounce bag of our limited edition From Russia with Love Loose Leaf Earl Grey Polonium Tea, blended exclusively for Muller She Wrote by JoyceTeaspoon.com, a woman-owned, responsibly-sourced tea company that believes in the soul of the tea. There's only 50 of these, so head over to MullerSheWrote.com and click subscribe now. And thank you for listening. All right, welcome back. Are you guys ready for the Fantasy Indictment League? Yes. All right, guys. I think that once Mueller prepares this update report for Congress on obstruction of justice, the indictments will start dropping. For that's, sure. Mm. That's what I think. And we've talked about this several times, and, and his... I just slapped my knee. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a knee slapper. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we've talked about this, the, the, what we think is going to be the, the timing of everything. Uh, he could indict the Russians before then, the Russians that hacked the DNC in Podesta, mm-hmm. um, and he might. But now that the president isn't going to talk to Mueller, uh, the report that would have been ready in June... Uh, maybe July, uh, could likely be sent to Rosenstein this month or in May. That'd be crazy. So I'd start looking for indictments next month in what I would like to call Muller May I. Oh, single date. No, it's not going to work. 
Si <laughs> de Muller. Muller Mayday. Muller Mayday. Mayday. I don't like know. That. Yeah. It's, it's the but Mueller yours was better. May. Yours was better. Yes. Anyway, so that's what I think is going to happen. You're going to see once he uh, submits this report, it might be uh, it, it's the, a report on the four obstructions of justice. Right. And it might be or what did we call it? A cafe of obstruction. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And it might be um, a recommendation to impeach, but he's going to give it to Rosenstein. Rosenstein has to give it to the four guys, uh, mm-hmm. uh, lady, uh, three guys and lady. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he'll decide whether to release it to larger Congress or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at that point, once he files that, I think he will then start Drop dropping that, these like, indictments. Like, drop it like the base. Particularly, uh, at least the Russian indictments on the hack into the RNC or the DNC and the RNC and the True. Podesta emails and uh, Stone, WikiLeaks, and Assange. Mm-hmm. And I think he might do the uh, superseding Manafort indictments on yeah. collusion or Guccifer, uh, too. He's, he's one of the Russians. He's not going to yeah. flip, yeah. Uh, and uh, conspiracy. So, mm-hmm. uh, or, well, which. which Really, honestly, the collusion charge would be espionage. True. So, and I'll volunteer if he wants me to testify. I'll be like, "This is all fucked up." <laughs> You'd be like, "I've seen it all." <laughs> you know what? Here's what I say. <laughs> They'd be glad to hear from you. I'm oh sure. yeah. All right. So, what? I don't know. What do you guys have? Anyone do you want to add to the indictment team? There's people we're probably forgetting because it's just like a whole Sims universe of people involved here. But like, I think we named the major people, and those are the ones that I imagine would come after that report. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those I think we got. Brody's already on there, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. we named pretty much everyone who was in the minority report. Okay. Uh, and everyone we've done a story on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pretty much. You know, there. like the Simpsons like picture when all the characters are in there. I think the Russian investigation needs like a picture of everyone. Like <laughs> that's your yeah. generation. My generation would be the Muppets take Manhattan at the wedding oh. between Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy, they had where they have every single Muppet beautiful in the church. We need yeah. that. For the Mueller investigation, yes. yes. I imagine there are more Trump campaign aides, too, that we don't know the names of that new things. Absolutely. There's tons of people mm-hmm. we just can't even imagine yeah. that are on this. And Every I, week I could freeform crop and just add them to the cluster. And then when it's all done, we'll just see what, how many. Well, the ones that we know about. There's, yeah. there's For every one we know about, there's probably two that we don't. Mm-hmm. Totally um, right, yeah. So if we have 80 or 90 people, mm-hmm. there could there could be close to 200 <laughs> Uh, I'm make people this. we don't yeah. know about that are not just going to be indicted but could be subjects targets or witnesses yeah so. yeah yeah anyway you guys ready for sabotage oh yes. yeah all right so this morning trump tweeted something stupid i know <laughs> i know you're all shocked uh he said quote the new york times and third-rate reporter named maggie haberman known as a crooked H flunky who I don't speak to and have nothing to do with are going, this tweet. <laughs> are going out of their way to destroy Michael Cohen and his relationship with me in the hopes that he will quote flip <laughs> our president, ladies and gentlemen, spelling names wrong. He spelled Maggie Haberman's name wrong, uh, admitting he's done shit. People can flip on him for and witness tampering three cheers for stable genius. Yay. Hip, hip treason. I don't know. Hip, hip, <laughs> treason. That's great. Anyway, so that's that's my sabotage. Uh, I it's not going to change my fantasy indictment team at all. Yeah, that is amazing though that it's another self-incriminating tweet. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm wondering now if Maggie Haberman is a witness. Oh. He spelled her name wrong. And he has. He corrected no it, respect. but but he corrected it, but then left the shit in about him about Cohen flipping. Yeah. I, he's well, just so. Guess nobody's smart. perfect. <laughs> all right, you guys. Let's get to let's get to questions. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yes. At KRRMCC asked, quote, rundowns on pardons? What's currently allowed? Who's currently eligible? Predictions and what's this new legislation? I think we covered this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the whole 
um, Schneiderman trying to close the loophole in New York so that you can have you can be tried uh, in state for a crime that you've been tried for. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the top dogs that would get pardoned, not the smaller indicted. No. Yeah. And he really it was it was Manafort and Gates, um, maybe Flynn, maybe uh, Cohen. But even that wouldn't help because I think he has state charges already. Of course, Scooter Libby, because that's totally relevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just a jab at Comey. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, Carmel Simpson asked Simmons, excuse me, Carmel Simmons asked, quote, why did Cohen drop his defamation suits? And I think we covered this, too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because there is proof that he was in Prague. That's what I think. Um, Yeah. Somebody stamped his shit. Proof Uh, of Prague. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Prague proof. (laughs) Kimberly Phillips at Hokey Horn, one of our lawyer friends, says, hey, it's your law buddy with a couple questions. Would love your opinion on this instead of impeachment. Uh, let's say Trump is indicted, tried, and found guilty, and sentenced to more than a year in prison. Because he is sentenced to more than a year on a felony in most states, he's considered incapacitated for legal purposes. <laughs> Dems then uh, f- file a writ to SCOTUS to remove him from office under the 25th Amendment. Also, another question is with the Department of Justice turning over Comey's memos. I think the obstruction part of the investigation is near end, and a report to Rod Rosenstein is eminent. Do you? Yes, mm-hmm. and yes. Uh, so uh, you would have to indict a sitting president, uh, however. And I'm not sure Mueller would do that under because DOJ rules currently don't clearly state that that's his... Prevent him from doing that. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I, I'm not sure that he would indict him. I think we're going to see the uh, obstruction and recommendation for impeachment report go to Congress, go to Rosenstein, who, who has to take it to Congress, at least the four guys with three and a lady. And <laughs> then... We'll see indictments drop on everyone else, uh, superseding indictments on Manafort, um, conspiracy and espionage indictments. But I I don't know that he's going to indict Trump directly. Right. And Comey has actually said he doesn't want Trump to be impeached. He wants him to um, to suffer? (laughs) What? No, he he is saying he wants the voters Mm -hmm. to kick him the fuck out. Yeah. yeah, just let them see him as, as an unfit leader. Right. Yeah, like take a responsibility for our own power he, and our He own wants actions. Americans to, to do it. Yeah, which is great. But then again, if Trump isn't gone, then how are we going to stop the Russians from hacking our vote anyways? That's a that's a big thing. Comey, yeah. And wanna... if he's actually criminally liable for his actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But I do appreciate that thought, Comey. Yeah, and... thanks for thanks mm-hmm. for making us do it. Giving us good vibes. Honestly, if I <laughs> the longer this goes on, the more I think it's going to happen like that because of just the length of the investigation and then he might be indicted after, but like with Nixon, right? He actually was gets pardoned. elected into a yeah, he, he, he starts... I don't think Trump will be elected into a second term, though. I don't think so either. I think really? he's not going to be elected. No, I don't think he'll I mean, be elected. Few, I mean, it was a, forever ago in, in politics and headlines, but like a few months ago, didn't he have like high chances of as an it's incumbent? It's two years from now. You're right. I mean, anything can happen between and now, now and, and, and dinner. And I don't know what... But that was a Rasmussen poll, I think you're quoting, 51%. Probably. And yeah, that's yeah. a very conservative that poll. That was concerning me. Yeah, so I'm glad that's not the case. That yeah, don't I don't think, think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll... I th- but I think he, I, what I'm saying, though, is I don't think that it will come to a conclusion before the election happens. And then right. I just think he's not going to get elected. The 2020? Mm-hmm. You don't think he will, his shit yes. will come to a conclusion. Other people's shit yes. will. Yeah, that's okay. what I think. That too. makes sense. And so be it. If he's out, then, you know, that's fine by me. All right. Amanda Flieger wants to know what we say to the opposition in a debate. So here's her situation. Her, her family members say that the investigation is a hoax. 
She says, I have found some fox watching right winged family members, or excuse me, I have some fox watching right winged family members who have a hard time listening to the truth. Also, a lot of these folks are big on using, as AG calls it, what about isms. Very frustrating when I want to have an actual dialogue with them. Man, uh, I have given up um, trying to, anyone who still supports Trump to me clearly is beyond redemption. Mm-hmm. And I have given up trying to <laughs> I've, bring I've them theory. over to, to the side. I know it's silly because I totally agree with you with the frustration that this is like impossible to t- change their mind. But I've realized that like the one thing that like all groups agree on is like death. So <laughs> it's funny because like we, we don't want to start with fear, but like if we somehow like start from like the only thing that we can say is like, inevitable and be like hey well we don't want to die right so like let's try to figure out like kind of work backwards like well trump could potentially do something that makes us all die so let's just they won't they're just gonna it. call that sensationalist yeah. you yeah. think so wow. for sure as they're like mutilized and like blowing yeah. up i don't know no. it's, he's really in power of some crazy stuff like anybody would i think be afraid of that right yeah but i think that we have a defense mechanism mechanism in our brains that will not allow us to seriously contemplate that before mm. we would actually have a rational conversation. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. But I think of the whataboutism too, if just advice, because I have a lot of whatabouters, super conservative Tea Party candidates, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they would love to just. Family members. You have. Yeah, family yeah. members. Yeah. And um, they are super whataboutists. And they're smart people though. So I don't know if your family, you would identify as smart people. But if they are, if you could maybe just tell them, hey, I understand that you have these other issues with these other things that are problematic for you. But within the context of this, that actually doesn't have any bearing on what we're actually yeah, talking or, about. Or just say that doesn't make this OK. Right. So um, let's take the logical let's or follow the line of logic to the yeah, end of or this. concede. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe Obama wasn't as tough on Russia as he could have been. But that doesn't mean that this is OK. Oh, or yes, yeah. maybe Hillary did this, but that doesn't make this OK. Start yes. With what maybe Bill wrong. Clinton assaulted yeah. women. Yes, I hear you. Maybe Bill, Cl- yes. Bill Clinton assaulted women, but that doesn't make it okay for Trump to do it. That's yeah. a great argument. The I, I hear you is really important. Yeah, if yeah. You, people will check out if, if you, you don't give Yeah, that. if you acknowledge something, the first thing you can do when there's a debate is to acknowledge something that they are saying and, and support them and yeah. say, you know what? I think you're really great at this, or I think that you're, this is one of your strengths. Uh, however, have you considered this? Totally. If you, if you, if you compliment them before you insult argue them. with them, yeah. not insult them, but criticize De- debate yeah not even criticize just debate with them or show them mm-hmm. another side mm-hmm. they might be m- more willing to hear you and that's true for anyone that makes mm-hmm. total sense yeah. uh at kyle crane asked us what are the odds that rudy giuliani is a prime target in the Mueller investigation i don't think he's a prime target same but i think he's definitely a subject uh andy j at 0210 jag wants to know is mm refusing that's mitch mcconnell refusing mm. to take the Mueller bill to vote because of loyalty to party, hiding his own skeletons, or hoping to push Trump towards firing and then ensuring the GOP can break up with Trump and be salvaged. Ooh. All three, maybe? It, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I think there's any number of reasons. I think it's personally, um, oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen evidence that makes me believe he's beholden to them in any sort of financial no, sense, aside from this so. re-election. I don't think he's being blackmailed or anything. Yeah. Um, not like the House GOP. But... Uh, yeah, probably the latter. Um, push Trump towards uh, firing and then ensuring the GOP can break up, that he can be salvaged. Like he's mm-hmm. trying to save the Republican Party. I think yeah. it's probably. Oh, well, from. that's admirable. <laughs> it's over. Uh, at Science V, Trump asks when Comey says things like Trump shouldn't be impeached, 
Uh, doesn't that suggest that there's no immediate threat that comes with him being in the White House? Yeah, and that's exactly what you were saying, Jaleesa. You're like, hey, but we could all die. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, so yes, it's a it's a great thing to think the American people should get him out, but um, it's just not yeah. always Ooh. the best chance. It's yeah. also this weird thing where this is a continuing investigation about what has happened. Meanwhile, things are still happening. So yeah. when Comey's talking about you know not getting him impeached or something it's it's it is sort of blind to the fact that the consequences of what he's getting you know investigated for are still playing out and are still affecting totally everything yeah yeah it's that's big uh and okay at sam stanton says (laughs) it's hard for me to say (laughs) he wants to know quote what in the absolute fuck is going on (laughs) i love when we get those questions so great well uh cohen manafort um and Giuliani are Uh Lee Burdick wants to know, quote, was Rudy Giuliani brought in to negotiate Trump's resignation? If so, would Mueller be willing to grant him immunity to secure his resignation? That's a really interesting hypothesis. I like it. Uh, Rudy Giuliani says he was brought in to negotiate the end of the Mueller investigation, and his resignation would definitely end that. So well, it wouldn't end it. Uh, it would end it for him. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know if Mueller would be willing to grant him immunity if he resigned. I don't think Mueller works that way. I like think Mueller, I think Mueller wants to see every investigation through to its logical and legal conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a little too political of a motivation. Yeah. That's my personal thought on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Welch asked, quote, is it a coincidence that Trump pardoned Scooter Libby right before Comey's book was released, which <laughs> happened to mention how Scooter Libby was convicted for obstruction, perjury, and making false statements to the FBI in order to protect Cheney? Yes. And not only that, but he was investigated by Jim Comey. Yeah. So no, no, no coincidence. Not, not a coincidence. Not yes. at all. Yeah. Uh, it, nor was it a, a call to Manafort to, and Flynn to, you know, mm-hmm. stop talking. Chris Bliss asked, does the DNC civil suit involve RICO? The answer is yes. Um, it is based on uh, RICO charges. So good question. Totally. Good job. Uh, Meredith Papa says, quote, a comprehensive narrative that helps regular citizens make sense of the indictments, dossiers, and news, and general Trump White House corruption. Five stars. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Thank you. That wasn't a question. That was a, <laughs> yeah. a rating. Then, holy moly, you guys, someone named trombone repairman Mm. emailed me that sounds dirty yeah emailed me and said he was sure i was a woman named desiree shell because our voices sound so much alike you guys can be the judge julissa can you roll that clip oh yeah i was an activist i started out with environmental groups but i changed my focus to anti-poverty work and somewhere in there i found the labor movement I've been a full-time union organizer for the last five years. Yeah, holy majoli, guys. That sounds just like me. Except she says a boat. She's got a Canadian or some sort of a North Dakota thing happening. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that is nuts. It sounds just like me. I'm going to have to reach out to her and be like, hey, we're buddies. Yeah. She's a very, she looks absolutely nothing like me, too, which is strange. Yeah. Uh, she kind of looks like Maddow. Yeah, she's a oh, tiny, yeah. short, brown-haired person with mm-hmm. glasses. Mm-hmm. And I am none of those things. <laughs> Um, thank you so much, you guys. We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as much as we enjoy making it. Head over to iTunes, please, and subscribe and rate us, rate our podcast. We would really appreciate it. Until next time, I've been AG. I'm Julissa Johnson. I'm Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote.
Mueller, She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Market consulting by Amanda Reeder at Unicorn Creative. Our digital media director and subscriber manager is Jordan Coburn. Our partners are fastgrass.org and joysteaspoon.com. Fact-checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. This week's episode of Muller She Wrote is written by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, Jordan Coburn, Sarah Hirschberger Valencia, Jesse Egan, and Sarah Lee Steiner. Our web design and branding is by Joel Reader with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. Hi, I'm Harry Littman, host of Talking Feds, a roundtable that brings together prominent figures from government law and journalism for a dynamic discussion of the most important topics of the day. Each Monday, I'm joined by a slate of Fed's favorites and new voices to break down the headlines and give the insider's view of what's going on in Washington and beyond, plus sidebars explaining important legal concepts read by your favorite celebrities. Find Talking Feds wherever you get your podcasts. M-S-W Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler, how much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said... Show me, in a courtroom, how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.